David Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC Vegas 49 this weekend. Islam Makhachev versus Bobby Green in the main event. Should be a fun slate, though we are down to 11 fights. Um, that's always going to inflate ownership, and you know, it just we, we have less options than we'd like. So something to factor in, but as always, going to give you my favorite Cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and my fade of the week for this event. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel, <clears throat> like the video, and comment below. Give me your sneaky play of the week. Like I said, a lot of fighters are going to be highly owned. We'll talk about a few of them. Um, let me know who your sneaky play of the week is. Always love to hear your thoughts. Without further ado, let's get into my cash game play of the week, which is going to be none other than Islam Makachev at 9.5K. All right, for cash games this week, I like Islam Makachev at 9.5K. He's the most expensive fighter on the board, but we don't play games in cash. He rates out as the best option on this slate, the main event favorite against Bobby Green. Um, and look, I think this is a great story for Bobby Green. I, I think he's a, a very fun fighter, very talented fighter, good boxer, fast hands, great jab, good footwork. But... <clears throat> Unless he's able to knock Makachev out instantly, this is going to be a wrestling match. And as much as I like Green, I, I like his volume, I like his technical skill. You know, he only has a couple knockdowns in his last, like, 16 fights. He's only won by knockout once since 2013. And it just wouldn't be fair to assume he can go out there and, and knock Makachev out instantly. So... Other than that, he's going to have to defend takedowns to win. He's going to have to scramble back up to his feet to win. And we've seen glimpses of his wrestling skill in the UFC, but you know, even as recently as 2020 against Tiago Moises, he's getting backed up to the cage, he's getting picked up, slammed, and he's giving up his back. And I just, I think Makachev is going to have success landing takedowns. Maybe he'll have to get more more than one before he earns a submission. But um, this is going to be a tough fight for Green. Makachev has a lot of grappling potential, which we know scores very well on DraftKings. Makachev is just simply the safest fighter on the board. He's minus 900 to win. Far and away the best money line on this card. He is minus 230 to win inside the distance, which is also the best inside distance line on this card. So not only is Magachev the safest fighter to win, he's the most likely fighter to win inside the distance. And even if he doesn't get that finish, he still has five rounds to work with, which is just going to add to his potential. More takedowns, more top control. He can land ground and pound. And regardless of whether he wins this fight by submission or by decision, I think he's going to put up a very fair score coming off three wins in which he put up 101, 117, and 100 points on DraftKings. Prior to that, had a couple lower scoring wins in 75 points, 73 points. But those were in three-round decisions, and now he has five rounds to work with. And the bottom line is Makachev is, is just very safe compared to every other fighter on this slate. And I do want to mention that because in tournaments, I do think you can pivot away from Makachev to a degree if you'd like. There's only 11 fights on this slate, so I expect him to be very, very popular as the main event favorite. And for good reason, he can put up 100 points in a win. But as I mentioned, even in his last first round submission against Dan Hooker, only 101 points. That's not necessarily the 120, 130 lock that other fighters might have. And there are other grapplers in this range. Like, for example, Brahimaj 
priced right below him at 9.3K. Brahimaj typically wins by quick submission. Brahimaj has a good matchup, a good inside distance line. Sarukian has 10 takedown potential, less likely to win inside the distance, but there are some other really good grapplers in this range. So don't necessarily feel obligated to force Makachev into your tournament lineups, even though I do like him. I think he's going to win. I think he's going to put up a very good score. 100 points may not be enough to be on the optimal lineup. Considering his ownership, I do plan to create some some lineups that um, fade the main event as well. But from, from a cash game perspective, we're all about safety. The money line, the fighting style, the inside distance line, uh, Makachev has it all, and he's going to be my cash game play of the week at 9.5K. All right, next up, my tournament play of the week. I'm going to give out Gregory Rodriguez at 8.5K, and truthfully, it's the fight that I want to target, not necessarily just Rodriguez. This is one of my favorite fights on the slate. It's minus 425 to end inside the distance. Rodriguez is the preferred play in my mind. He's facing a kickboxer in Petrosian making his UFC debut. Rodriguez has boxing skills as well, but he is his biggest strength is on the ground, especially with his submission grappling. I also think he's a very, very competent wrestler. Coming off two wins in the UFC uh, in which he's landed uh, two and a half takedowns in his last two fights, one his last fight by knockout. There are definitely concerns with Rodriguez, though, because as much as he is a very good wrestler and grappler, he, he slowed down. Um, against Jun Young Park in his last fight and nearly got knocked out. And to his credit, as he was getting backed up against the cage, as he was almost out on his feet seemingly, he ended up hurting Park and winning that fight by knockout. So props to him. But two fights prior to that on the Contender Series, Rodriguez was knocked out in two minutes and 19 seconds. So I really do worry about this guy's defensive striking and his durability. And he's facing a kickboxer in Petrosian who pretty much just wins by knockout. That would be how I would project him in the UFC. He's not going to have much success wrestling. He's not going to land strikes at the highest of volumes, but he's a very dangerous striker, um, can attack the body, can attack the head. And I think if Rodriguez stands and trades with Petrosian for any length of time, it's it's very realistic that he could get knocked out. And so Petrosian at 7.7K, he's not going to score anything on like a per minute basis. But if he has success, I think it's just going to like directly translate to a knockout. And he is, let's see, plus 190 inside the distance. So Petrosian, I think, is a great great tournament option very very high risk but very likely to win by knockout if he wins at all 7.7k someone who's on my radar the problem is petrosian isn't a good grappler he's not a good wrestler he doesn't have a good submission game and he's you look throughout his regional career it's mostly him getting kind of run over by these grapplers but he survives he scrambles up to his feet and then he wins by knockout and that's it's a great thing to see because um, you don't want to see him quitting on the ground. But it's also like if he's getting taken down three times in the first round on the contender series by these regional prospects, he's probably going to continue get, getting taken down at the UFC level. Rodriguez is a better wrestler and grappler. If Rodriguez looks to land takedowns and doesn't give Petrosian any space, he should win this fight. He should be able to, to control Petrosian in the clinch, land takedowns, take the back, 
potentially get a submission. Rodriguez is plus 105 to win inside the distance. That's a very good line. I think a submission is very much in play for him. And even by decision, he has wrestling upside with the control uh, angle mixed in. So 8.5K, I think I, I think Rodriguez is a great tournament option. A little bit risky as well, but in a win, it's going to come from grappling, probably a finish. High upside there. In a fight that's likely to end inside the distance overall, it's definitely one of my favorite fights on this slate. And we'll make Rodriguez the tournament play of the week at 8.5K. All right, next up for my salary play of the week, I'm going to give out Terrence McKinney at 7.8K. This is this one is interesting because McKinney is usually the type of fighter that I will fade, that I will bet against. He is 11 and three professionally. He's never won by decision. Uh, five wins by knockout, six wins by submission. He won his UFC debut by knockout in seven seconds. Um, but on the Contender Series, for example, in 2019. He had success in the first round, then he got tired, and he lost by knockout in round two. So he has the makings of a fighter who's too dependent on an early finish, which I, I, I don't like. But I just think this is a good matchup for him, and I'm willing to take the chance on McKinney as the underdog and you know, from a fantasy perspective at 7.8K. Didn't work out well with Al-Hassan last week. I mean, here's the thing. With these early finishing fighters you're kind of just blindly taking chances on them, like regardless of whether they win or lose. Like Al-Hassan, if he comes in next fight in the UFC and he's 7.677, I'm still going to be taking chances on him just because he didn't win by knockout in his last fight doesn't mean he can't in the future. That's just his style. And McKinney is, is similar in the sense that all his wins come inside the distance. Whether or not he wins this fight, I'm less concerned about because when he does win at 7.8K, he's going to put up a very, very big score and put up 127 points in his UFC debut. And the reason I like him against Ziyam outside of the early finishing perspective is just that Ziyam is not a super functional wrestler. And he's also not the most dangerous striker, in my opinion. I mean, Ziam is averaging 2.1 significant strikes landed per minute. He's fought to decision three times in the UFC. He's landed 10, 47, and 39 significant strikes. He's a good technical striker, but he doesn't throw a lot of volume. It's nowhere near enough to confidently win rounds. And he's hasn't hurt any of his opponents. He, he's not a, a knockout artist. So this isn't the style of fight where I'd say, oh my God, if McKinney can't get can't finish Ziam in the first three minutes, he's screwed. Like it feels like Ziam is just gonna want to play at range and jab him for two rounds. And that I would be more concerned against an opponent who's going to put a ton of pressure on McKinney, really gas him out, make it a wild fight. And I just don't know if Ziam is that type of opponent. And furthermore, I mean, Ziam's been taken down nine times in his first three fights. He's defending takedowns at 68%, which is adequate. But I, I do not like what I see from him on the ground. He's given up mount a ton of times, and he'll just buck himself off when he gets in trouble. And that just does not work at the highest level. And McKinney, although he's kind of seemingly this knockout artist... I think he's really good on the ground. I think he's a pretty solid wrestler. What I didn't mention uh, in that contender series loss is that he was facing Sean Woodson. 
And Sean Woodson's a, a pretty solid UFC fighter, and he landed two takedowns early in that fight. He had Woodson's back for several minutes. He almost won that fight by rear naked choke in the first round. And Woodson survived, pressured, and knocked McKinney out. And I think, like, if he can do that to Woodson, I just don't see why he can't have success early in this fight. I think he should be able to land takedowns. Even earning top control is a path to victory for him, and he has submission upside as well. McKinney's plus 180 inside the distance. That's a very good mark for 7.8K. There are certainly red flags with him. Uh, I won't doubt that, but I do think this is a favorable matchup. I like the price, and I like his upside from a fantasy perspective, so I'm willing to take a chance on McKinney there at 7.8K. Finally, my fade of the week, I'm going to go with Jonathan Martinez at 8.8K, mostly just because he's fighting Alejandro Perez. And Alejandro Perez tends to suck the fantasy value out of fights. That's what he's done for the majority of his career. He doesn't land strikes at a high rate, 3.45, but he doesn't absorb them at a high rate either, 2.97 per minute, 63% takedown defense, doesn't really wrestle defense takedowns at 70%. And so Martinez just is going to have a hard time producing points. Martinez lands strikes at a fairly high rate, 4.53. Significant strikes landed per minute. But Alejandro Perez in 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12 UFC fights, I mean, he's only allowed more than 50 significant strikes to an opponent one time. He just doesn't absorb that many significant strikes. Can Martinez top the 50 mark? Sure. But at 8.8K, especially on this slate, I'm looking for a big, big score. And I just don't think Martinez can get there with volume. I also don't expect him to put up a big score with his wrestling. He's only averaging 0.4 takedowns per 15 minutes. Even if he tries to wrestle, I don't think he'd have a ton of success against Perez. So it's really hard to project Martinez to score a lot of points on a per-minute basis. I also don't think he has a great chance to finish. Um, Let me pull up his inside distance line here. It is plus 215. So it's not terrible. It's like still within reason to the point that you could play Martinez just hoping he gets an early knockout. Uh, Perez was knocked out in the first round by Sung Yudong in 2019, so that outcome is possible. But um, I don't consider it overwhelmingly likely. Perez is, is still pretty tough defensively, still relatively durable. And there are just a bunch of other fighters in this range I like and, and some fun fights. So Martinez at 8.8K, I expect a slower pace fight. He'll need a knockout to end up on the optimal lineup, and I'm just not going to back him for that outcome here. So he will be my fate of the week at 8.8K. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you so much for the support. You can follow me on Twitter, Appert Appley, double T, double P, dailyfanmma.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns needs. Again, subscribe to the channel, like the video. Let me know in the comments section below who your sneaky play of the week is. Stay safe out there, you guys. Take care. Best of luck in your contests. We'll talk to you again soon. Peace.